about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. continue with the conquest of faith which I began in the beginning of this month the conquest of faith and we are in part 5 right now and today I'm using a different scripture I'll be using the book of Isaiah and chapter 55 and I will use verse 10 to 11 familiar scripture but this is the, this is the basis in which I want to teach this morning Are you ready for that? get your pens Let's go into the word. It says, For as the rain and snow comes down from the heaven and returns not there again, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Listen how God compares it. He says, So shall my word be that comes forth out of my mouth. You've got to underline that, highlight that. It says, so shall my word that comes forth out of my mouth, it shall not return to me void without producing any effect, useless, but it shall accomplish. Somebody shout this at home, that the word of God will be accomplished in my life. I want you to say it with faith right now. Maybe you're just waking up and you've got a cup of coffee. You might want to put it down and shout it. Say, the word of God will be accomplished in my life. That's why it says there is productivity in your voice. And there is prosperity in your soul. It says, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose. And it shall break out of Bohosha. Somebody say, the word of God will prosper in my life. He says, and it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. I'm going to read that again. He says, so shall my word that goes forth out of my mouth, it shall not return to me void without producing, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper. You can see three P's there, which I love. He will, the word of God will produce. The word of God will fulfill its purpose. The word of God will prosper. I want someone to listen to that and say it again. Say, in my life, the word of God will produce. The word of God will, will fulfill its purpose. The word of, God, word of God will prosper. In my life, he says, in for the things which I sent it. Father, in the name of Jesus, let the word of God reach the hearts of your people today through these airwaves. And I decree in the name of Jesus that lives will be shaped and dreams will be fulfilled and success will be guaranteed. In Jesus' precious name we pray and someone says aloud, Amen. So over the last few weeks we spoke about faith. Uh, we spoke about faith that walks when life doesn't work. We also spoke about what I call frenemies that walk into our lives. Things like crisis and that instead of you calling them enemies, we call them frenemies. Things that are coming into our lives to prosper us. 
We also spoke about how does faith help us to win and conquer these crises and conquer these families when everything else doesn't work. We spoke about what does faith do or what does faith help us do. And we say, we, we mentioned three particular things in the D's. We said faith deflects fear. Faith develops support system. Faith disowns helplessness. And faith defeats the enemy. Did you see that? So we said that faith deflects, faith develops, faith disowns, faith defeats. Faith deflects fear, faith develops support system, faith helps us disown our helplessness, and faith defeats the enemy. Now this morning and next week, I want to talk about how to live a life of faith and make the faith Jesus has given us, who is our author and finisher of faith, how we can make that faith go to work on our behalf. Do you, and I want us to be able to settle down and listen to this message because it will be a blessing to you as we start to go into this new season that God wants, uh, God wants us to enter into as we enter into the month of September. So I'm going to teach today, I'm going to try to be very calm and teach so you can get the word of God and everything that God has for you this morning. Do you know that God does not time your victory? <laughs> oh God, somebody's going to really throw some accusations at me right now. That, so what is the, what is the, what, 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 oh, so what do we talk about when we talk about the Kronos moments and the Kairos moments? Listen to me, Kairos moment uh, is a time that God intervenes on our behalf, but, there's a but, there's a but. Because so, most of the time, or always, God does not time your victory. Your victory in life, listen to me, is timed by your faith. Uh, the timing of your victory is in direct proportion to the activation of your faith. Let me give you some, 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 some examples. The timing of the woman with the issue of blood in Luke chapter 4, in Luke chapter 8, 43 to 4, uh, 48, timing of healing was set by faith and not by faith. The, 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 the timing of the, the healing of the woman was not set by faith, F-A-T-E. It was set by faith, F-A-I-T-H. So it wasn't like she just got lucky. It wasn't just like things happened. The timing of her healing was based on her activating her faith. It is your faith that determines the time. It is your faith that determines you now. It determines your now. It is faith. Because, listen to me, faith does not demand miracles, but it creates an environment where miracles are the only thing that can happen. You've got to listen to me. I'm going to repeat that again. Faith does not demand miracles. No. Faith just creates an environment where miracles are the only thing that can happen. There was nothing else that could happen for that woman at that particular time except the fact that her time of healing was timed by her faith. If she did not activate her faith to move on, 
Jesus would have bypassed. Because there were many who came and many who pressed onto Jesus. But none of them got killed except for that woman. So the woman's timing of her healing after 11 years of being bent over with this pain and this issue of blood. Her, her, eh, eh, her, her exit from that sickness was based on the timing of her faith. And many of us are sitting down asking and praying. Many of us, uh, uh, the miracles are around us. Many of us are in an atmosphere where things are working, but things are not working on our behalf because we haven't activated our faith. Your change, listen to me, your change of position is determined by your operation of faith. That's why faith is important. Listen to me, faith is important. In the kingdom of God, things don't just happen. Faith makes it happen faith is also the power link between god and man faith is the power link between god and man let's go back into luke chapter 8 verse 48 let's let's read this together and 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 he said unto her luke chapter 8 verse 48 and he said unto her daughter be of good comfort thy faith not the pastor not the prayer team not the parents not her money because she had spent money and nothing had worked. He says, but thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace. It was her faith. Listen to me. I put this up there that so, so you, can, you can connect to it. Listen to me and I'm reading it to you. It was her faith that connected her to the source of power. And provoked the flow of the power into her life to terminate her shame. You, you, you got to take a screenshot of that. It was, he says, that faith has made the whole. And, and I wrote it there, he said, it was her faith that connected her to the source of power and provoked the flow of the, that power into her life. And when that power came into her life, it terminated her shame. Many people's shame are going to be terminated today if they can just activate their faith to connect to the power line of God. So the question some we want to ask is, so how does faith develop in me? Pastor, how does it develop in me? How do I live a life of faith when life doesn't make sense? What, what do I need to do to make me more than a conqueror by faith? What do I need to do? Let me give you two things, but I'm going to do one today because it's such a long thing, and then I'll do one next week. Number one, you have to have faith in the Word. You have to have faith in the Word. I know it is a very simple thing, and somebody will say, Oh, I've heard this before, let me go and sleep. Listen to me quite clearly. Faith is what turns the word of God into the power of God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Number one, you've got to have something that you're hoping for. And then you use that faith to produce the substance of what you're looking for. Faith is what turns the word of God into the power of God. Listen to me. Faith is not appreciating the grammatical contents of the word. You've got to listen to this. Faith is not, it's not appreciating the, 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 the grammatical contents of, of the word. Faith is 
tapping into the power that is behind those scriptures. And when you tap into the power behind those scriptures, then it rewrites your future. Mm, mm. I, 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 I'm not a guy who can master scriptures that much. I've seen people who can reel out scriptures. I see people who can talk about scriptures and just bam, uh, the Bible says in this, the Bible says in that, the Bible says in this, the Bible says in that. And it's fantastic, it's great. But, 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 but God is not so much concerned about how much scriptures you can cram. But for you, than for you to tap into the power behind those scriptures that can rewrite my future. So if the only scripture that I know is the Lord is my shepherd, my life will be rewritten according to the basis of the scripture that I know. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying right now? Faith that isn't based on the word is not faith at all. Faith that is not based on the word is not faith at all. It is more of a presumption and a superstition. That is the reason why I don't understand churches that are involved in what I call diabolical um, exercise of faith that is not in the scripture. Don't, 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 don't let me go there right now. Putting hands on people's private and casting demons out. Getting hands and, and hitting their belly because they're fat and rebuking the spirit of, 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 of obesity. You know, all this kind of rubbish that goes on. And people running to some pastor, taking some water and some stuff, concussion, putting it in there. And then while they're putting, uh, putting that concussion in there, it says it will heal coronavirus and all that kind of stuff. You know, uh, many people that the church has been shut down for a while and now they're coming back into churches and they want to make money. They start to now say, they, they they will even sell you face mask for healing face mask for healing and it's so bad that we're gullible of it because we do not go into the world I can feel a, a lot of stuff going on and especially during this lockdown that everybody thinks that they can just get onto the uh, media waves and social media and start spewing out arrant nonsense that has nothing in the Bible. It's all superstition and presumption and it will not do anything for anyone because the word works by you sitting in the word of God. Joy that isn't a result of faith. It's not joy at all. It is only a good feeling. And that will soon disappear. Faith on the world will produce joy that would weather the storms of life. If your marriage is based on your appearance, it will soon disappear. But if your marriage is based on the word, that's how you will have longevity in the world. And you will have longevity in your marriage because there's longevity in the world. And faith cannot be activated and faith cannot go into action unless you engage it in the world. Because the world will produce, the world will prosper and the world will fulfill the purpose that has been sent out to do. I hope someone will say an amen. Listen to me. God has a language that he speaks. And it's called the language of faith. And the language of faith is by his spoken word. <laughs> now let, let me say this clearly. The only reason, listen to me, the only reason why you find the Bible boring. 
The only reason why you find the Bible boring and you seem to have more vocabulary to argue than to fight. Fight if the devil can, if the devil comes into your life. It's because if the devil can get you out of the world, the devil can get you out of the world that God has created for you. I read the Bible, I find it boring. The devil wants you to find it boring and get you out of the world. Because God has created a world for you that is not of this world, but it is of his world and purpose. And if the devil can get you out of the world that creates your world, then he has got you out of the world that God created for you. And prosperity starts to elude you because you are out of sync of the word of God. Are you following what I'm saying? Many people don't understand the value and the power of the Bible. Many of you don't understand this. Listen to me. We do not understand the value of the Bible. We do not understand what is in this world. We don't understand it. Many great men, listen to me, and great women have lived by this world and have become renowned world changers and giants. Many people are jealous of, of other people because they say they had it good for them or they're lucky, but they don't realize that they went into the world. It's the Bible. It's opening the pages of this world that has changed them. And many of us are running from the world and now say we have faith. Let me talk about renowned men and women who make this. Their entire life. W.E. Gladstone, former Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, I'm going to read some things to you. He says, I have known 95, listen to me, I have known 95 of the world's greatest men in my time. Former Prime Minister. He says, and of these, 87 were followers of the Bible. I'm going to say this again. He says, I have known 95 of the world's greatest men in my time. And of these, 87 were followers of the Bible. He said, he went on to say, the Bible is stamped with a specialty of origin. An immeasurable distance separates it from its competitors. Cecil. D. DeMel, Cecil D. DeMel, listen to what he said. He's, he's acknowledged as a founding father of the American cinema and is the most commercially successful producer, director in film history. Listen to what he said. He says, after more than 60 years of almost daily reading of the Bible, I have never failed to find it always new and marvelously in tune with the changing needs of every day. Look at you, you're sitting at home. You have to look at your achievement. These are men and women who have achieved greatness. Let me go to Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth. To what greater inspiration and cancer can we turn than to the imperishable truth to be found in this treasure house, the Bible. <laughs> Horace Greeley, Horace Greeley, who was the founder 
and the editor of the New York Tribune, amongst the great newspaper of its time, he says this, it is impossible to mentally or socially enslave a Bible reading people. Ah, I'm going to say this again. Horace, Horace Greeny, he is the founder and editor of the New York Tribune. Listen to what he says. He says, it is impossible to mentally or socially enslave a Bible reading people. The principle of the Bible are the groundworks of human freedom. Indeed, he says, went on to say, indeed, it is an indisputable fact that all the complex and horrendous questions confronting us at home and worldwide have their answer in that single book, the Bible. Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States, without divine assistance, he says, I cannot succeed. He says, with it, I cannot fail. Let me say this again. Let me read it again. He says, without divine assistance, I cannot succeed. With, with it, I cannot fail. He says, I am busily engaged in the study of the Bible. This is a president. I believe it's God's word because it finds me where I am. Let me talk to somebody who doesn't love reading the Bible. Theodore Roosevelt, there's another president, said this in the United States. He says, it is necessary for the welfare of the nation that men's life be based on the principle of the Bible. No man, let's listen to what he says, no man educated or uneducated can afford to be ignorant of the Bible. Woodrow Wilson, the 28th president of the United States, says this. I'm sorry for men who do not read the Bible every day. I wonder why they deprive themselves of the strength and pleasure. When you have read the Bible, you know it is the word of God. Because it is the key to your heart, your own happiness and your own duty. This is, and he ended by saying this, it blessed me. He says, a man has deprived himself of the best there is in the world who has deprived himself of this knowledge of the Bible. Let me repeat that last one, last sentence. A man has deprived himself of the best there is in the world who has deprived himself of the knowledge of the Bible. If these great men can say these things, how much more us we're too busy for what should shape our lives. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. Listen to what he says. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. He says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It says, Perching even to the division of the soul and spirit, sorry, and the joints and the marrow, and is the designer of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. Hold it for a second. What I want you to look focus on is, it says the word of God is living, powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword. Now, I've said this before. I'm going to repeat myself again. Uh, the phrase two-edged sword in the original language, which was written in Greek, 
Previously, it was written in Hebrew or Aramic, but then it was written in the world known, the, 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 in Greek, in how everyone had access towards it. In the Greek, it's made of two words. It's called this, which means twice. The, 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 let me say this again. When, when it says the word of God is quick, alive, and powerful than any two-edged sword, the two-edged sword, the word is made up of two Greek words, this, which means twice, and stoma, which means mouth. So it's called the mouth or the edge of a weapon. These two edges from the mouth of the weapon. Looking at the original meaning, that means we can translate this phrase as two mouths. Two mouths. Stoma means two mouths. So the Greek says two mouths. And when it says two mouths, it blew me away. Listen to, what it, listen to what, it, what it means. Think about this. The Bible, when we read the Bible in the book of Isaiah... It says, so my words, that proceeds out of my mouth. So listen to this. God delivers or speaks his word from himself into our hearts. That is one mouth. That is one mouth. That's God's mouth. It is his word that is deposited into us. When it enters into us, it now becomes our words given to us. So thus far, listen to me, stoma, two mouths, stoma, two, two, two mouths. So thus far, one mouth has been involved in releasing the word of God. <laughs> Until the second mouth becomes involved, this word is not activated. Ah, The second mouth, stoma, two mouths, one word from God, my word shall go forth. That's the one mouth. The second mouth is our mouth. When we open our mouth and we declare the word of the Lord, it is activated on us. We release it by faith into the atmosphere and we now render it back to God. And when you do, or when, you, when you've done this, those powerful words were sent forth like a mighty blade to drive back the forces of hell. That has been marshaled against you, against your family, against your finances, against your business, against your ministry, against your relationship, against your body. And, and when you send that word first, that word came out of the mouth of God. Next, it came into your mouth. When it came into your mouth, it became a two sharp edged sword, stoma. And literally, the two mouths starts to break asunder anything that the devil sends against you. So listen to me. So... Ah, God, I hope someone is getting this, 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 this one. So, when the woman with the issue of blood, when she said in herself, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, literally, the sword of the word went into action. It paved a way for her through the crowd. She started to struggle through the crowd. What was pushing her through the crowd wasn't her strength that was abated. It was the strength of what she said within herself. Activating the word she was even oblivious about. She didn't have the Lord is my shepherd. She, she didn't have he will make a way where there seems to be no way. 
He didn't say I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me. She, she was oblivious of that. She didn't have those words. But she just had a word she pronounced that if I can just touch the hem of his garment. And God has said that I am the Lord God who heals me. That's one word from God. The second word came from within the woman. And the woman says, but if I can just touch the hem of his garment. Faith went into operation. And when she touched the hem of his garment, the Bible says, Jesus turned to her and says, Something virtue's gone from me. Somebody touched me. Somebody touched me. Somebody has just touched me. They said, Look, there are many people who are touching. He says, No, 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 no. This is a different touch. This is a touch that brought a collision between the word from heaven and the word of a person. It collided and power came out of me. Something touched me. And the word produced her healing. Faith produced her healing. The word mingled with God's word became a stoma, S-T-O-M-A. And the stoma was two mouths. And when two mouths speaks into something, things start to happen in our lives. I hope someone is getting this. So let me close by giving you two things you need to know. Faith in the word is the first thing that starts to activate your faith. Listen to me. Number one, your words provoke the word. Ay, 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 ay. Your words provoke the word. Let me say this again. Your words provoke the word. The word of God is sharper. That's your words will provoke it. Listen, to move a car you must incite an action. To move a furniture, you must apply a force. So if I'm going to... Just trying to find out. If I'm going to move this, I have to apply a force. You see, it's moving because I apply the force. If I move it back, I apply the force. So for any action to occur, there has to be a, a movement. You have to incite an action. To win a spouse, you must give rise to a sort of emotions. It's just, just imagine, ladies, let me talk to you for a while. Just imagine someone takes you out for a date. And then you sit behind the chair. And the next thing you say is, you alright? Is everything right? How's your life right? I do this right. Ah, I think I'm going somewhere, right? And all you can hear is right, 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 right. And it, even though the person is talking, nothing is moving you. you. You will find out that the six pack, the tall man, shaven, everything in place, disappears because what is coming out of his mouth is not right. Although he's saying right. <laughs> you, you, you're even you're, 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 you're eating and you're like and he's saying you're right, right and you're thinking you're not alright you should put an AL before the right that you're talking about because nothing is moving you and while you're there the next thing you'll say is that excuse me can I I, I, just, I, just, I just want to use the, the ladies and you get to the ladies and immediately you text your friend please call me in 1 minute 25 seconds and as soon as you get back, you say, hey, hi, how's it? And then a phone call. And then you pick up the phone. Really? It's this emergency, but I'm out on a date. 
Why does this have to happen? Oh, I'll be with you in 25 minutes. You tell the guy, I, I really apologize. You, you will even pay for his food to get out because he's not light. Nothing is moving you. That's the reason why marriages can fail because there's no emotion that moves. Nothing works in your life until you work it. Since the, listen to me, since the spoken word has more power than the unspoken word, speaking the word of truth and the words of faith are vital so that truth and faith will be strengthened within us. Hey, I'm going to saw it. I'm using this example. Please don't be, don't, don't be annoyed. That's why I'm using the men because the men will forgive me. You can be six foot tall. You can be broad chested. You can have your biceps mingling with your triceps. And everything can be fine. And then you can have a very short boy. Maybe, let me not give the inches because some people will get angry that. So is that inch? Or a short person. And a short person, a tall guy, handsome, goes out to a date with a girl today. And he wasn't right, although he was saying right, 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 nothing was right with what he was saying, nothing moved you. And then you have this short guy, you just said, let me just go and see. I don't really fancy him. But when the guy starts to speak, speaks of what he's doing, speaks about how he takes care of his sister and his mom, speaks about even his mistakes and how he has learned from it, speaks about you. Says to you, you are beautiful and you know he's not trying to mock around with you. Helps you, brings your chair. Pays for the bill. Treats you like a queen. Walks you, calls you an Uber. Pays for the Uber. The short man becomes the tall man. Why? Because what moved you is what came out of his mouth, not how he looked. The devil is not interested in how you look, he's interested in what can come out of your mouth. The word doesn't just automatically happen because it is promised. It is activated into life by speaking that word into existence. Let me give you the scripture. The centurion in the book of Matthew chapter 8. This is how faith works. Many people are running away from the Bible. They are running away from the word because they don't understand how this word works. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 8, verse 8 to 9, he says, but the officer said, he said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Ah. He says, just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. Jesus was looking at this and the, you know, the, the guy said, I know this because I am a man under authority of my superior officers. And I have authority of my soldiers. He further went on. He says, and if I say they should go, they will go. If I say they should stop, they should stop. He says, all I need, all I need to do is that, I, he, he says, let me read it. I only need to say go and they go. Or come and they come. And if I say to my slave, do this, they do it. So he looked up to Jesus. He says, you don't need to bother yourself. Send the word. Maybe he heard somewhere in the Bible where he says he sends his words and he heals them and delivers them from all their trouble. Somebody stop, stop depending upon the pastor. Stop depending upon the prayer team. 
Stop depending upon everything else. Stop depending upon a TV. Stop depending upon a Christian show. You have the word. When you speak the word, it will provoke an action. And when it provokes an action, it will terminate long-term sickness, illness. The word will obey you like a soldier and will not return to you void. God does not want to hear you whine. He wants to hear you speak into the situation. It is then that the Lord is obligated to perform his words to you. Activating the promises of God is clearly the result of giving it a voice. Give the promise of the word of God a voice. Number two, your words produce your life. Stop speaking your mind. Speak the mind of Christ. Your word produces your life. Your word provokes the word. And your word produced your life. Stop speaking your mind. Hey, yeah, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to speak my mind. Half of your brain is, be, is disappearing when you keep speaking your mind. There is a depreciation of your mind. There's a depreciation of that gray matter. Every single day you're speaking your mind. I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. How many pieces have disappeared from your mind? Instead of giving God or giving the person a piece of the word of God, whatever comes out of your mouth shall produce in your life. The course of your life is predicated on the confessions of your mouth. Words control our lives. You will only gravitate to your most dominant confession. You've got to learn to give a piece of the word. I read six different great men who have said that you deprive yourself if you deprive yourself of the word. When issues come and situations come, speak the word. Because every word you speak today, listen to me, every word you speak today is painting a portrait of faith. Both in your mind and in the minds of the people around you. Because our words, listen to me, our words are direction setters. Our words are direction setters. Sir, you don't need to come into my mouth. Just say the word. The word will heal my servant. The word healed the daughter. The word healed the servant. The word said that at your word, I will let the net down. He used the word Jesus said and says, I'm going to do it based on your word. And once he opened his mouth, he let it down. Jesus, can I come? Jesus says, come. He stepped out and at least he walked for a while on water. That's something nobody else has done. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 10. Whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. Words are like a rudders of ships. Once spoken, it becomes to steer your life in a specific direction. Isaac set Jacob's life in motion and he couldn't reverse it. When Isaac started to bless Jacob and he found out that Jacob tricked him, the direction of the word has already been set. So let me conclude today and bless you. Speak what you want and not what you have. Speak what you want and not what you have. Speak what you want and what, not what you have. Speak. Listen to me. Let me, look to you. Let me look at you in the camera. Speak. Speak what you want and not what you have. Don't speak what is happening to you right now. 
speak what you know the Bible says about you. You can speak about your tomorrow. Listen to me. Regardless of your today. Speak it. Talk yourself into peace. Talk yourself into your purpose. Talk yourself into your prosperity. Regardless of the poverty that is around you. Speak the word during this coronavirus period. Speak the word during this recession. Speak the word during this famine. Because when you speak the word, it is simply changing heaven to change your earth. It is forcing God to work on your behalf. And it will change things. And what I'm going to say, run to the world and not from the world. My conclusion is that. Run to the world and not from the world. It is not boring. You find it boring because you don't value it. Those who have valued it, it has turned and changed their life. That's the faith of the word of God. I hope you are blessed this morning. Someone say loud, Amen. Amen. I want you to bow your heads right now. And we're going to go into a brief prayer. Many of you, just let's, 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 let's calm down now. Calm down. Many of you, you should ask yourself, when last did I pick up the Bible? Many of you need to get a Bible book. Not the Bible on here or the Bible on your phone. Pastor, why are you saying that? If you're somebody like me that can be distracted by social media or emails, that when you're reading the Bible, it comes, pim, the alerts, pim, everything comes out. You need to be able to find something that says for this 15-20 minutes I want to read Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness and according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Spend time in the word before you go into your world because the word will change your world. Pray and say, God, forgive me for not spending time Time in the word. Say this. Say after me. Say, Father, give me the motivation. Give me the know-how to get into your word. Start from the book of Proverbs. Start from the book of John. Read one Old Testament, New Testament. Get all these Bible planners. We've said this so many times. We're trying to push you into the world because if presidents can live by the word, you need to learn to live by the word. Many people, when situations come, I ask them, what word are you standing upon? Uh, I, I know my Redeemer lives. Is that a word you got from reading the Bible? Many of us, in the times of trouble, we've gone into the word and it's just spoken to us. Father, I claim... A change in the lives of people in worship tabernacle that lives will be shaped dreams will be fulfilled success will be guaranteed I declare that everyone young and old will run to the world and not run from the world this I believe and so it shall be in Jesus name now if you are here online and you've never given your life to Jesus let me give you an opportunity because Jesus is the bread of life. What does that mean? Jesus is the word of God. 
when you speak the word Jesus goes into action on our behalf but you cannot have Jesus if you don't have the word or you can't have the word without Jesus Jesus says I am the bread of life I am the word of life I want you to accept Jesus into your life right now maybe a friend invited you on maybe somebody said you should come on right now and or maybe you've backslidden maybe you've run away from the Bible you've run away from the word maybe you've started using different things to to, to be able to argue your way out come to Jesus and declare this morning say this after me say father I receive you into my life. Forgive me of all my sins. This day, I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name. If you said that prayer for the first time, there's a number that's going to appear on the screen. There's a counselor waiting at the end of the line. And if not, just leave your number and, your, and, 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 and a text message. And, 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 and somebody will be able to help you want to help you further with your Christian life. The number will appear. It will come up sometime. And once that number comes up, call that light so that we can help you in your Christian life and help you to become more of a child of God. Because the devil will come out and try to dissuade you. But if you have people around you, especially during this period of lockdown, we can be there to be a help. And God bless you in Jesus' name. And someone says, Amen. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.